Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for emerging entrepreneurs who are hungry for impact and doing business their own way. I'm Cindy Van Arnhem, your rebellious leader for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to unlock their limitless potential through the power of self-mastery. The key to claiming your potential, trusting your wisdom, and creating infinite possibility in your world. I am so excited this morning to have Jen Kohler on the call. Thank you for being here, Jen. I'm so excited to reconnect with you in this way and dive into this conversation about self-mastery. Um, I've known Jen for quite a while. We've been in each other's circle for a few years at least. And yeah. what I know about Jen is that she's a ruling number four, just like me. So we both have similar personalities, which I absolutely love. But Jen has taken a totally different life path and but still embodies self-mastery. And I'm really excited to have her here and share a different perspective on what self-mastery is. Because I do believe that self-mastery shows up similar but differently for everybody. And that's why I'm excited about these conversations to give everybody a different perspective and be able to lean into it in a different way. So Jen, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here with you. It's wonderful to reconnect with you. Right? I love it. So tell me a little bit about you. Who makes Jen, Jen? And what's your journey of self-mastery been? Oh, love the question. Let's just dive right in, right? Yeah. So um, if we haven't met yet, I am Jen Kohler. I am the leader of the Heal Collective. And I am um, I'm a Reiki master teacher. Um, that is a huge aspect of my self-mastery journey. So I have been doing Reiki, practicing uh, body work and Reiki for over 15 years. And I would say that that's the majority of how I've learned self-mastery. It's really what's taken me uh, the furthest in my level of consciousness. Um, but I also think that self-mastery is your life's journey. Mm. It is, we start, we come out and we are like, it's like, here you go. Now uh, go forth young one and become masterful. Right? right. So I would say that throughout my life, I was extremely unmastered. I was kind of a hot mess. I was emotionally all over the place. I was one of those people that cried at the drop of the hat. Mm -hmm. um, I would, I was explosive. Um, people would say things to me and I would be like, no, I'm right you know, constantly defending, justifying all of the things, all you know, of things. Mm -hmm. all of the things. I think I spent most of my teenage years in bed crying. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Like lost love, lost friends, uh, you know, all of the things I never felt rooted. I didn't feel grounded. And as you know, as a four, we love to be at home within ourselves. Yes. Right. Very and so that's been a huge aspect of my uh, self mastery journey. So growing up, we moved about 16 times when I was every two years or so my family moved. I was not an army brat, uh, but my dad was climbing the business ladder. And so we moved. We moved very frequently. I moved schools. I moved homes. I never felt like I had a foundation. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, Fast forward many years, um, I 
I decided that I needed to like have a home within myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I've traveled a lot that brought a lot of mastery for me. Um, I have moved on my own a lot and I have gone lots of different places and that has brought, uh, helped me to become more emo emotionally mastered. Mm -hmm. um, in 2003, um, I traveled with my now husband and for eight months and that was a huge awakening for me as to um, how to become more emotionally mastered because I had to, it was like having a new job every day, traveling to a different country, having a new language that you had to navigate, traveling on buses, all these different places, trying to figure out where we were gonna stay, meeting new people. That was a huge aspect of waking up for me. No, Maybe not masterful yet. <laughs> The beginning of the journey, right? <laughs> it was a really large part of my journey towards mastery. Yeah. And so uh, Bill and I moved to Colorado and we made a foundation. We created roots for ourselves and we lived in our same house for um, 16 years. Oh, and it was the longest place <laughs> that I've ever lived. And during that time, I know now hindsight is always 2020, 20, right? I love looking back on my life and being like, oh, I get it. Thank you, right? Uh, so for all of those years, I learned body work and Reiki. And I really dove into my spiritual journey. And so um, learning how to become masterful started with me learning body work and, and Reiki. And I remember I went into work one day, I worked with an acupuncturist who was very grounded. She was in, I mean, she, she did Chinese medicine. She was an acupuncturist, she was so wonderful. And she was like, Jen, come down to this planet. <laughs> and I was probably 28 or 29, 29. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? What, does that even mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? What do you mean you need me here? She's like, you have work to do here. Please come down mm -hmm. into the into the physical plane was what she was saying, right? Yeah. We need you here on the physical plane. She could see so many things that I, I couldn't see yet, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so I started grounding. I started grounding myself. I started uh, realizing that when I did energy work and body work, that I was physically grounded and that I was in my gifts. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, I know now that I'm clairtangent. So when I touch something, I touch a body like I can I understand everything. I know what's happening. Mm -hmm. And so I started becoming that. That was really a big part of that. That master. Uh, that masterful journey that I've been on. Um, I feel like I'm just rambling. No, uh, <laughs> I love this. I love this. Good. So, um, and then uh, I went through my Reiki journey. My Reiki journey took me for many years. So uh, I think now people are moving so much more quickly than we were 15 mm -hmm. years ago. And so 15 years ago, it took me, you know, five years. And then I took uh, Reiki and then I became a master and then I became a teacher. And um, I really feel like that has been such a huge aspect. So time for me is such a huge aspect to master, mm -hmm. to becoming a master. You don't just become a master overnight. You don't <laughs> become a Reiki master. You don't become emotionally masterful overnight. No, you do right? not. <laughs> You, you take, it takes time. It takes yeah. um, patience. It, it takes cultivating consciousness. Yeah. Uh, it's something that I think about every single day 
of my life mm-hmm. now. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's right now. It's a practice, I think, where it's something that you have to commit to being willing to look at yourself every single day and ask, like, what's really going on here? Yes. Yeah. And it makes me think of this poem that my mom gave me when I was like 17 or 18. And it's about like falling in a hole. So you're walking down the street, you fall in the hole. Oh, you're blaming everybody. You get out. You're blaming everybody. You walk down the same street, you fall in the same hole. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Again and again. And this is what I did again and again. I still do it. I still have triggers. I still have patterns that I have to work through. I still have all of those things. I just can see them so much more clearly now. Yeah. Uh, I love that you bring that up because I've always said this to my clients is that, you know, just because you're practicing emotional mastery and self-mastery doesn't mean the shit doesn't still happen. It's how you respond to that shit that's the difference. Oh, yeah. I mean, like... Luckily, now I don't walk down the same street and fall in the same hole. Right. You know? But I can still, like, sometimes I still see that hole and I think, oh, I see you, hole. I'm not going over there now. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> because the patterns continue. Mm-hmm. You can still see the pattern. They come back up for you again. And then you can say, oh, wait, I'm not going to play in that today. Or yeah. I, I, I see you pattern. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that today. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a choice for sure. So I want to touch on something really quick, just for our listeners, just in case. What is Reiki? (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you. I always assume that everyone knows all of (laughs) this. It's actually a pattern that I have that I'd like to eliminate. (laughs) (laughs) Let me help you do that. What is Reiki? So Reiki is universal life force energy. It is a practice. It is a uh, it is a spiritual practice. It is a form of energetic healing that originated in Japan. And Reiki is an ever evolving, ever expanding, uh, intelligent consciousness. It is a frequency. Um, I uh, as soon as someone learns Reiki and they are attuned to Reiki, they can allow Reiki to flow through them, to them, out of them, right? But Reiki itself is, Reiki is universal life force energy. So Ki is akin to Qi in Chinese medicine. I think people are more familiar with that word. Um, But yeah, so we all have access to universal life force energy. We are all energy. Right. And so when we're when we're channeling Reiki, we are channeling a frequency of Reiki that then flows through us. I believe it actually just stems right here from my my heart space Mm -hmm. that I emanate that out into the world. That has uh, been part of my mastery with with Reiki. Part of my mastery with consciousness is learning that it's actually just right here, right Right. within me. And that's why people are, are attracted to me. People love me because I am just emanating love most of the time most of the time (laughs) we all have our moments (laughs) we all have our moments so but yeah so reiki has been a a large part of my my opening of myself to to a larger consciousness a a larger of all that is right (laughs) i love it thank you for explaining that i've never actually asked anybody what reiki is i've experienced reiki i've had reiki treatments done many many times and i know how powerful it is but nobody's ever told me what it is so thank you oh it's so powerful isn't it oh my god it's so good it's so good so what does self-mastery mean to you so i for me i think self-mastery means that i am um, you said this earlier, I am 
not reacting, but I am responding. Mm -hmm. It means that I am in touch with how I'm feeling. It means that I recognize my emotions and that I um, allow them to be what they are. And then I allow myself to choose differently. I allow myself to move into um, a different emotion, i.e. in the brain game, right? Right. Um, <laughs> All about uh, the brain game. <laughs> I, so, yes, the brain game has been a huge aspect of my mastery. I'm so grateful for the brain game, teaching the brain game, learning the brain game, all of the brain game. <laughs> brain gaming all of the things. I, I mean, that's like a huge that's been a huge thing for me moving out of that drama cycle, uh, understanding my emotions and how they land in my body. Emotions are a big part of my of, of all of my practice over the past 15 years. That's what I did in my body work was moving emotions out of the body. That's what Reiki does is we move emotions that are stuck in the cellular structure, stuck in the, um, you know, in the, the muscular structure out of the body. Mm -hmm. So that part was, um, is something that I've really been practicing for a long time. But, but for me, self mastery is emotional mastery. It is is understanding my, my standing in spirituality. It's understanding how I stand in the world of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Um, so I have the spiritual, I have the emotional, I understand my mindset. I understand my thoughts. I understand, um, what my thoughts are telling me and that when I'm running a certain, thought pattern, what that looks like and how to, how to break that pattern. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I think there's, there's, there's so many different aspects. And then of course, then there's the physical aspect of, of, of self mastery. Right. So I think it really is those four components. Maybe there's more to it than that, but those four components feel really powerful and strong within self mastery for me. I love that. And something that you said, it really struck home with me is that we understanding your emotions, because I feel like in our society, we've been trained to shove them under the carpet. Uh, <laughs> we've been taught that it's, it's bad to feel angry. It's, you shouldn't cry in public and there's shame and guilt and all of these things around it. And uh, for those of you who know me, I'll just cry at the drop of a hat. I don't care. I wear my heart on my sleeve because that to me is part of that self mastery is being okay with any emotion that shows up and being willing to sit with it. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, and I think that there's a difference between just crying at the drop of the hat and crying because of uh, the, I used to cry uncontrollably. Now mm -hmm. I like, I recognize when I need to cry and I cry. Yes. And I always recommend to my clients, you know, it's like, oh, I can feel the tears. I can feel them coming. I can feel it in my body. You don't want to cry with me right now. That's okay. But go cry because it'll cry. help you to release, right? It helps you to, to get it out. And the other day when we were on a call, I was, I, I had to cry and it was definitely just, it's, it was a release. It was like, Oh, I just need to get that out of my body, yes. but it doesn't feel like I don't have any control over my emotions anymore. Yeah. Just crying just because you just got to cry, but it, there's like, there's a reason or a release behind it. And I know sometimes you, you have that good cry and you just feel oh. so amazing afterwards. Like, Oh, it's like uh -huh. a relief, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or crying happy tears. Oh, that's my favorite. I don't let, I don't stuff those down. No, no, no. I just let them flow. 
Yeah. My husband will be like, oh, she's crying over there. <laughs> tears flowing. Smile on your face. Um, yeah. That's right. Yeah, because those tears feel so beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's such a beautiful release, right, yeah. for the body. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. So what would you say, let's talk about the difference between self-mastery and self-dominance. Ooh. Because as a four, I don't know about you, but I know that I have tried to control a lot of things in my life. And this has been part of my self-mastery journey is learning to release control. So I just want to yes. talk about that for a minute. Oh gosh. Yes. <laughs> Cindy, you and I are on the same journey as far as that is concerned. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because you want to control all of the things, right? Mm -hmm. I don't even think I knew I was trying to control the universe. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. I had no idea that I, I was even doing that. That's how, like, I was like, oh, I'm control. I'm trying to control the universe. Yeah, right. that's so, not possible. <laughs> well, right. So it just makes you crazy. Yeah. It just makes you black and white and it makes you rigid. Mm -hmm. Right. So rigid rigidity. I always feel like rigidity in the mind, uh, i.e. control equals rigidity in the body. Yes. I can always tell when someone is very controlled, including myself, because we're feeling mm -hmm. real rigid. Right. Yeah. That. Yeah. So um, self-dominant versus self-mastery. I love that question. I can't wait to ponder that even more. But yeah, mm -hmm. control is something that I have had to work on letting go of for, for always. For always, right? Yeah. And I've always sensed, like, I notice it about myself. When things are flowing and everything seems easy, yes. then you are in self-mastery. Yes. The moment it gets hard, self-dominance. I yeah. love that. That is beautiful. So I, I always been like, oh, it feels hard. Hold on. Wait a minute. Where am I trying to control? And as soon as I see it, you can shift it like that. It's yeah. Right. Well, and we were talking about kids before we got on this on, on the podcast. <laughs> and it's like my my greatest mirror, my greatest mirror is my child, my seven year old. And so um, there comes a time in life and with children where you're like, you have to do all the things for them, right? I mean, like they're little and like they can't do the things for themselves. Like you can teach them and like, but you really have to do a lot for them. And then there comes a time, and I'm seeing this right now in my own life, that you have to let go. You have to back the fuck off. You have to back up. Right. And so that's what, so why it has been showing me uh, since we moved to Iowa that I need to back the fuck off. Yeah. And he's and been it doing it anger because he's angry. And so I'm like, why are you so angry? You know? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, oh, it could be that you're mirroring some things that I'm trying to control. I'm trying to control you. And yeah. so I've been backing off and it's been so much easier. I feel easier. Bill feels easier. Why it feels more easeful. I mean, like it was a really profound thing that I was still holding on to this control with my child. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up because I had a similar experience with my stepson and I thought I had released control in a lot of areas of my life, but I was it was so hard with him and we were constantly butting heads and I couldn't figure out why. And then <laughs> I love having a coach and a mentor who's willing yes. to tell you exactly how it is. And I realized that I was trying to control Everett. And so in that moment, I made a decision to just surrender. Whatever yes. he wanted to do, he could go do. I had no say. He's 11 years old. He's his own little person now. And so 
I let go. And in yeah. that, now him and I are like best buddies and we joke around and we play together and we still butt heads once in a while, but I see it instantly and go, oh, back back back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, Cindy, I totally, I totally get that. Yeah. It's empowering them. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a there's a connection here. Letting go of control equals empowering, right? Absolutely. So even just empowering myself to let go of control in my own being has been so empowering for me to allow the universe to do its job. And I don't have to have any control over it. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do. Do, do, do. <laughs> don't have to do anything. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, that's I'm 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 gonna ponder that some more. I really love that question. That's really good. I love it. I love it when I make people think. <laughs> Ooh, me too. So good. So who have been some of the biggest influences in your life when it comes to self-mastery and how does how has that affected you? Mm, my mother. She's a therapist. So she's been therapizing me for my whole life. So she actually um, has been a very empowering figure in my life and um, a wonderful um, uh, mentor for me uh, to be moving towards self-actualization or self-mastery really for all of my life. Um, so yes, my mama, she is super fabulous. I have some amazing friends um, who are also um, just in that same vein. They like really just... I can really just be myself and they can call me out on my stuff. And it's just really beautiful. Um, Joy Kingsborough yeah. has been uh, my mentor for um, in many capacities over the past few years. That has been um, probably my most powerful uh, uh, pathway to consciousness mm -hmm. is, is really understanding consciousness through her, her methodology which is so like hands off. And I just, it's, it's a really amazing because she doesn't try to control, right? <laughs> um, and then, you know, like my own spiritual practice, um, you know, studying Buddhism and, and um, following the Dalai Lama and just really seeking compassion. And um, I feel like that is such a, um, an important aspect of self mastery. I love it. Love it. So good. One last question before we end this episode. What do you dream of for the world? I dream of a loving, compassionate, peaceful, cohesive place. It might be a bit utopian. Oh, I love that word, utopia. I did live on a commune. <laughs> Many okay. years ago. Uh -huh. um, I, I mean, I would love it if we, I just would love it if we could all like uh, get along. Like, I don't even feel like we have to agree, agree mm -hmm. to disagree. Can we all have peaceful, kind, compassionate conversations with one another where uh, people are not defending and justifying and feeling like they have to be right? Because I just think that that's a bunch of crap. I love it. I love it. I got goosebumps. Thank you for sharing that. And Jen, I want to thank you for being here today. It's been a spectacular conversation as always. And I just want to give you space if there's anything else that you'd like to add before we end the episode. Just more love. All the love. 
More love. More love. Love it. Thank you so much, Jen. Love you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired or you think that this can help somebody else land into a sense of self-mastery so that they can understand their own limitless power as well, please share this out, point them in the right direction, and help out another beautiful soul. I will see you next week.